Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Organic Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Fraser. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. I sat down over Zoom with my dear friend, Abby Jones, who I've known since childhood. And actually, what you heard as an intro to this episode was a snippet of her song, Untethered, which is going to be featured on her debut album that's coming out on the 25th of this month. So February 25th, that's actually her birthday, um, and we are both Pisces. And we actually talk a lot about that in this episode. We talk about different archetypes and understanding yourself from a deeper level, understanding how music has helped us evolve over time and helped us engage in spirituality and understand what that looks like in our life. And we also talk about finding balance in life, which can be really hectic sometimes. And I think that's something a lot of us struggle with. So if you want to be inspired and excited about that kind of thing and personal development, but also just spreading love and light, this is a great episode for you to listen to. So I'm so excited to bring you this episode and I hope you enjoy. and welcome back to the Organic Vibes podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm super excited and thrilled to introduce a family friend who I've known since I was a wee babe um, when I was like 10 actually. Oh, how old are we? Anyways. Oh my goodness. So long ago. (laughs) We were just little kids but we've known each other for a long time and we've kind of weaved back into each other's lives throughout the years and have always stayed in touch and she's just an absolutely amazing soul and beautiful person mm-hmm. with a beautiful voice and just the kindest person you'll ever meet in your life. So I'm so excited to welcome Abby Jones, whose artist name is Gayla Lane. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. You are so sweet. My goodness. The first question I'd like to ask you is a question that I like to ask everyone. Um, and it's just, what does it mean to you to live organically? Oh, that is a great question. Um, That's one of my favorite things when podcasts do that and they ask the same question to a bunch of like totally diverse people and you get all these super awesome answers. Yeah. Um, So actually I would say for me, living organically means living in the spirit actually, which is kind of a, a, I think probably an unusual place to think about that. But I think, um, I think it's unnatural for us when we get totally caught up in the physical of our lives and going, 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 doing, 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 and we lose being and we lose sitting still. And like, I think that for me is living organically is remembering you are a body. You're also a spirit and don't do all of your life in the body and forget to nurture and grow and live in your spirit too. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I really love that. And I I do love hearing all the different perspectives and some people, the word organic, I chose, I chose it for a reason because it's so, um, it has so many different meanings and like, it can mean like authentically or like naturally and stuff. So I just love hearing different people's perspectives on that. And I think that is a perfect segue into like the conversation of how music can nurture your spirit and also your physical body but I'd love to hear more about how you feel music has nurtured your spirit in your life or brought some sort of like healing to you in any way um yeah Mm, wow yeah such a great question um I think there I think that 
music for me growing up was uh it was a part of my culture my my family of origin but also my extended family they were all singers and so it was kind of not the way that I belonged like if I couldn't sing I wouldn't belong because that's obviously not true but it was the way that I got to look like my family like it was the way that I got to um, make them proud of me was by singing and so whenever the family got together we sang and and that kind of stuff and so for a while it was important to my identity because it was what my family did mm. and then uh the older I get I feel like when there's like a stage when you're an adult and you maybe it's much younger than adult and you realize that your family's like legitimately crazy just like everybody else's family <laughs> and you're like oh wow I shouldn't be like so prideful about like yeah my family because like we're all just human beings mm. and so then you go through that process of like separating pieces of identity that your family handed down to you and you're like you know this isn't part of my identity okay this is a part of my identity I want to pass this part down to my kids and so anyways so then the singing it kind of evolved from that at first it was family but then it became then it became um something that I did in spite of the people that I knew you know because I, I didn't take any guitar lessons. I didn't take any vocal lessons. I didn't take any piano lessons. I think I had like eight weeks of piano lessons one time in college. Like, so I don't really count that very much. You know, I didn't practice at all. But so it was like, it was this thing that I was doing that was not part of my family, actually. It turned into something that they didn't do. And so, and I, I don't know. It was the way music is the way that I believe in myself because um yeah it just it the music that i enjoy now what i write what i create what i perform what i share is not what you would have expected of me from a child so it's it's now become its own thing it's it's part of an identity evolution beautiful and i i totally resonate with that with like when you're younger and you kind of revere all of your family members and especially mm, your parents mm-hmm. as like these perfect human beings that could never do anything wrong and then as you yes. age you start realizing that there are some things that just you don't you don't vibe with anymore you're like oh, okay mm-hmm. I don't really believe this or I don't necessarily want to take this with me into this next stage of my evolution as a human um or a spiritual being even and there's so many things that you it's kind of like little mini ego deaths, I think, like along the way (laughs) where you just have to like let go of these things that were your truth for Mm -hmm. so long. Um, But I love that that music has been a way for you to do that and that you've been Mm -hmm. able to, it's been a consistent thing for you throughout all of that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And how, how has it like affected your spiritual journey, I guess? Because I I know that you've been um, in the Church of Christ for your whole life I believe yeah actually I was raised in it yeah um yeah there's I think my because my family is all church of Christ there's a very similar path there there were a lot of ego deaths along the way like hey this is what I was raised in oh I no this is not this is not the truth that I see in the scriptures or that I see in like the way that things really work like this doesn't make sense and so you you have to reevaluate the scriptures for yourself and it's that same identity journey of like, hey, that was just a tradition that I was raised in. That's not part of the truth. So I've got to like shed that layer and figure out what the truth really is and like follow that yeah. wholeheartedly. So 
it very similar path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I think, um, I think a lot of people that grow up in the church, they, they leave it aside because of a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of really good reasons and a lot of like, not so good reasons. Mostly I think just apathy is why most people leave the church, but then there's also really good reasons because the church is full of people, right? So people do really horrible things to each other. And so there's a lot of good reasons to like, um, not that I'm saying there's good reasons to leave your faith, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's reasons to leave a church where you're like, that wasn't a good place for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. That, that makes sense Mm -hmm. why you would question and doubt. But I think one reason why my generation tends to leave the church is we don't feel like we're a part of it. Like we feel like it's an old person's club Mm -hmm. and we're showing up to kind of make them happy, but we're not like really active participant. Like we don't actually, it's not a, it's not a tribe. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a spectator sport for my generation or something. It's weird. But I, I think it's because we don't have a way to give back. Mm -hmm. We, we don't realize that it's, the energy and the vitality and the new ideas of the young people that make a church alive. Mm. I mean, I obviously believe that it's the spirit that does that, but I, but I think that we young people have a role to play in their churches and it's the, the fresh ideas. It's the energy to go out and do stuff on the weekend and meet new people and, and talk about your faith and, and love on people and like go and do all this stuff. And we don't see an easy place in the church for us to do that. So then we think that we better serve somewhere else Mm. and then we just don't go. So long way of saying that my music saved me from that a little bit because I always had this gift that I was able to give, Mm -hmm. even when I felt not very connected to my God, or I felt not very connected to my church. I knew it was still important for me to show up because I was singing Mm -hmm. and people would say things to me like, oh, thanks for singing this morning. That was so beautiful. Or thanks for whatever. Or I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad I wasn't singing alone. Stuff like that. And so I knew I was I was contributing something. I had a, I had a purpose for showing up in the pew. I wasn't a silent participant. So yeah, yeah it was it was my gift for a long time. And then um, when I got to college, I started actually writing hymns in four-part harmony. And that was this really cool, I felt, I feel looking back on it now that I took the four-part harmony of my youth mm. and I took it to the next level. I, I wrote hymns from it. Like when you look at my family, they were all raised in four-part harmony, but I can, there's only two songs that I know of that were written by members of my family that weren't written by me. Mm-hmm. And I've written like 15 or 20 at this point hymns that oh. are like singable. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. So I feel I just feel so grateful that the spirit could use music in me Mm -hmm. in that not old way, but like, it's a very traditional kind of music that I super appreciate and enjoy. It's my whole childhood. Like I just, there's something about four part harmony that will always be so magical to me. And so I, I just, it was really important in my spiritual journey to, to be able to step into that older space and, and make something new out of it. Like, right. hey, I can write this too. Mm-hmm. And making it something that's a part of this new generation and saying like, here's some amazing things that we can take from the past, but here's how we can oh, yeah. make it more relevant um, and give people more purpose now, I think, like with their own experiences and not just like relying on what other people tell them is the truth. Which is very Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it was very much like making it my own. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I felt very, I feel a very similar way. I think my path between like leaving the church was not necessarily a choice that I had as much. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely a choice. Like I could have still like tried to make it like make it work. But when my parents got divorced and like life kind of flipped upside down, it was like, okay, I guess we're not going to church anymore. Um, and so, and then, but it did, it was like this, this kind of journey of me trying to figure out like, what do I believe in? Like, is it just the church or is there something like inside of me um, that is like with me always? And I think that that was always a part of me. Like my mom always encouraged us to like find our faith and not just um, not just get baptized to get baptized, but to really like, if like do it when we decided that it was like the time for mm-hmm. us and like to form our own mm-hmm. relationship with spirit, with God, with the divine source, um, which I'm really grateful for because I think I've always been talking to spirit and I've always like, when I mm-hmm. pray, I'm always like, yes, like this is like, I have a personal relationship with something. Um, and it wasn't always like resonating with what I was being taught in different churches that I would go to. And I wasn't always in the same church. So I would be like going to church with my dad and his wife. And it was like, what is going on here? And it was like all these different messages, but the only time when I ever really felt connected or when I felt like connected to source or anything was like through the music, like when we were like singing together and Mm. stuff like that. And, um, I remember, being young and like looking around the room and seeing people like raising their hands and like, you know, getting like super into it. And I was like, am I not doing it right? Because like, <laughs> I was like, do I, do I have to raise my hands and stuff? But I realized that it's just like, I don't know. It's just a different experience for everybody. And like, I love that music can bring people together in that space and um, yeah, how different people express their emotions through it and in like different congregations and stuff as well oh yeah 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 and I would say that I go through seasons where I sing the same songs and they don't mean anything to me Mm. and then I go through seasons where I every time I sing that one song I'm just you know just tears you know and I think that's the power of music and Mm -hmm. and I I think it's in church for a reason you know (laughs) because because (laughs) it's powerful music is just so powerful to the soul Mm -hmm. and I think it's when I like have done research in like different countries and stuff of different like cultures. And like one thing I've always noticed is that like music is always a part of certain spiritual practices or religious practices, Mm. like in almost every single religious practice, there's like a musical component. And I think that's like a really cool thing to think about is like how music helps us kind of transcend our physical beings Mm. to like be more Mm -hmm. in tune with our spiritual beings. So yeah. Do you feel like that's a a good, I guess, explanation for how music is able to connect us to the divine or do you think that it's something else? Oh, that's a great question. I just read a quote this week and it, it wasn't attributed to anybody, so I don't know, but mm-hmm. it said to sing is to pray twice. Mm. And I just, I, man, that really like, that sits with me just, especially from my background of, of, you know, my, my worship being singing. And I, I think as I get older, I have to branch out from what's comfortable and my worship needs to be praying and it needs to be taking care of people and needs to be listening and all that kind of stuff. But because my background is my worship has been singing, just the idea of like, yeah, it's praying twice. Like it's, it's praying your, and the quote didn't say this obviously, but like, 
there's so many different ways to interpret that. It's, it's a part of your soul when you're singing something. And then it's a part of your body too, because now you're like, you're moving your body in time with the music. You're moving your face to make the sounds. Then you're hearing it back. Like you're hearing mm -hmm. yourself say these things. So it's just, oh man, it's so cool. I think the way that music transcends a little bit of the physical because uh, it's storytelling, I think. And that's the whole Bible. The Bible is just storytelling. We, we, we say that it's like, you know, we've got Bible heroes. Well, <laughs> none of them were heroes. <laughs> they were really imperfect people just yeah. like us. And they had some really shameful moments <laughs> just like we do. And so I think that's like a totally bad way to see the Bible of like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, no. But <laughs> my point is, is that it's stories because that's what we connect with. We connect with stories. We connect with good wrestling with bad. And sometimes, you know, you've got a lot of scenes before you get to, you know, the good winning or, or you get to the training montage <laughs> where you make better choices after that. And I think that's music to me, just because we don't have, you know, in Eastern culture, they have oral traditions, their stories are passed on, they say them out loud. And we don't really do that very much now. Right. So I think music is the only way that we really orally pass down our stories to each other it's like the only remnant left and it just yeah I think we need storytelling we tell ourselves all sorts of stories right. and we don't realize it but humans live and breathe through stories and music is just a way to express what story you're you're telling yourself today absolutely and that kind of goes back to the identity thing we we're talking about in the beginning is that we have these stories that we tell ourselves about our truth um, and mm -hmm. who we are and what we believe like going on in our heads and like we have yeah. these stories of like what our identities are um, and I love that like music change like your taste in music changes as you grow um, and mm. I love I love it when you find like an artist that kind of like follows you along as you grow <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened to you like if like because I know artists change their style very often mm -hmm. um and there are some artists for me where like every time I'm like going through something else like they've released a new album I'm like oh my god yes like I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> that have you ever had that experience oh that's so fun and they like journey along with you yeah kind of. that's cool I I would say um Katie Tunstall, I, she, Black Horse in the Cherry Tree was like her big one when we were kids. And that's like okay. such like a, like a thumper, you know, like you just want to like mm, beat in time to that one. And then some of the stuff that she's done in her adult life is just so delicate mm. and um, just like, oh, her lyrics are from the soul. I listened to a, an interview with her and she was like, one of my favorite songs of her new stuff, she was like, this one was a poem first, which is really weird for me. And it was so hard to write because I always write the music first and this one was a poem first, but you can tell because the words are so much more lyrical than, than anything else. So yeah, I would say, I would say Katie Tunstall. I'm also really digging um, Paramore's Haley Williams. Mm -hmm. She put out a new album in 2020. And Paramore is another one that we like jammed to in high school, yeah. you know, like crush, crush, crush. <laughs> and uh and so her her latest album is just her and it's like some really more simple things I think mm -hmm. um and it's just it's more contemplative mm -hmm. than what we jammed to in high school and so that's really interesting those two gals I think have evolved with me <laughs> yeah and I, I would love to ask you more about like your personal voice and like what you you are going for with your music and um 
I think a lot about like intention behind music and stuff. And I would love to ask you like, what are you trying to evoke from listeners through your music or are you mm. thinking about that? Or is it more of like something for you? Um, and like, what would you define your style as? Oh man. A lot it's, of questions all at once. Sorry. Honestly, <laughs> okay. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like my songs right now are so random. I feel like they've all got a different style to them. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, this is my first album. And so I don't have like a thing I do, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I just make really random music. I'm not sh- I'm really not sure, mm-hmm. um, but I do I do know that each of these songs. Uh, so I've got so I've got the album coming up. It's it's dropping on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, and it's ten ten songs long. It, it it's so like this is my recording week actually. So it's really funny that we're like doing this podcast interview. Like this is the week where I'm like, all right sound my my sound engineer guy like my my writer die like mixer master mm-hmm. I'm like okay I'm sending you everything this week <laughs> I don't have anything yet but I'm just by the end of this week like the whole album is going to be like in his inbox you know so mm-hmm. it's just funny that we're talking about it right now but um yeah I just some of these songs there's they're my story and some of these songs they're just story mm-hmm. like there's story that I understand a piece of and I I wrote the story the rest of the story around it but it's all this, like, it's just storytelling. I'm just trying to relay little timelines of human experience in each of these songs. And it's, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say like, I'm an expert musician, or I'm an expert poet, or an expert vocalist, or any of these things. I'd love to be all of these things, right? But my, the drive that I have to create the music is the words, the human experience through it, the the vocal experience that you hear from, you hear the emotion in my voice. I don't know how to make a guitar have emotion. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> but like, I know how to make my voice have emotion. And that's, that's what I want. I want you to feel my emotion. And I want, I think you'll relate to it because these are stories that I relate to that I've heard from other people and, and stories that I've lived through and all that stuff. And I connect with other people's songs that way. You know, like one of the first songs that um, my band and I covered last year, um, sorry, 2019, 2019 was the year of my band. And we covered Praying by Kesha, which is so funny because it has very little to do with actually praying. It's yeah. just a, it's just this story of a girl that was in a relationship that wasn't supportive mm-hmm. and she had to separate her identity from, you know, whoever, this was it's very vague which is why it relates to so many people right and I actually experience a kind of musical blackout when I sing that song I will actually forget where I am while I'm singing that song because for a time of my life that story was so close to my story Mm. and so that and that was the first that was the first song that I ever experienced this like I mean, I will try to play piano along to it and I, like, I will shake. I'm like, my legs will shake, my fingers will shake. And ha- about halfway through the song, I forget about the piano. <laughs> I don't remember what the chords are. I don't remember there's a piano in front of me. Like I just black out and it's just the words. And then I get to the end of the song and I'm like, oh, 
when was I in my living room? What am I, <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's the power of music. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm always chasing is that feeling. That like physical manifestation of the power of music. That is so cool. Yeah. Like a story that just takes over your body. Mm-hmm. If I, I could do like a whole album of those, man. <laughs> you will someday if, if that's what you want. I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, that reminds me a lot of the concept of flow. I've I've heard a lot of that like in studying music and how it helps like bring people to like healing states is like you get in this flow state where it seems like everything else like just kind of fades away and you're just like in the music um and I'm like I'm so curious as like what that looks like in the brain but who oh yeah me too I mean it's almost like if you couldn't get out of it, it'd be really scary, but because yeah. you can just open your eyes and like realize you're somewhere else, it's, it's fine, but it's, oh, it's such an experience. It's crazy. I mean, it's gotta be what tripping is like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because like what I've heard from a lot, I've like watched documentaries about psychedelics and stuff, but a lot of what they say is like, it's kind of just a crash course for like what's meditating every single day could get you to eventually. And there's oh. people have like, really like psychedelic visions just through meditation for like Mm -hmm. I mean they've been practicing for like their entire life and stuff like that but I see music as a meditative experience I think in a lot of ways or at least being able to help facilitate meditation um and I think that kind of reminds me of like what you said like it just kind of like this I don't know meditative blackout where you're just in it and kind of forget it I don't know. Do you feel like your, your head is like clear and still, or are you like still thinking about the lyrics or is it just like. Um, it is, I would describe it as a complete unification of mm-hmm. all of all the things that are going on in my body. They all go in the same direction for a minute. Wow. Like everything, everything is focused on this one thing. It's like a focus that I don't really experience very often mm-hmm. and it's just it's just everything it's the it's body heart head everything is just like there's no other I'm not thinking about my to-do list or my grocery list like nothing else exists it's <laughs> just this song right here and the next note and the next word yeah wow that's beautiful I think I've only ever experienced something like that one time like playing by myself but it was when I was playing a French my French horn um mm. And I was like, I was doing like a jury or something. So I had been per, per practicing and like working on this piece of music for a long time and I had it memorized. And so I was like playing it. And I, I remember just like not remembering like ending. Like I just, mm-hmm. uh, I like opened my eyes and it was like over and I was like, whoa. But then I like, I still felt like very in yeah. it and I felt like yeah focused and like normally when I'm performing or something I'm thinking about what is what is everybody thinking of me like what what are the judges thinking or like what is the audience like just always in my head or like I guess out of my head because I'm thinking about everything <laughs> externally um but to be in in your head and like in your body and like have everything like aligned that sounds like a really amazing experience oh man yeah I think that's what meditation the idea of meditation is is like yeah you, you stop your hands from moving, you stop your feet from moving and you like sit still and you focus on your breathing, which is, you know, you'd like that to keep going. Right. So you focus on that and, and that brings your awareness like back into your body and back into line and kind of, yeah. So I think it is, it is very meditative music. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you meditate? I know I've seen you do yoga and stuff like that, but like, what are some, I guess, routines and habits that you've formed that kind of help you in your day-to-day life? Yeah, I, I love to meditate, although I always struggle with um, the delayed gratification of it, you know, mm-hmm. because when you, when you have like a workout program, you know, after a few, like you can see a difference after a few weeks, you're like, oh my goodness, this is going so well. Mm-hmm. And with, <laughs> with meditation, you do it every day and you, you don't get a physical mirror that shows you that you're making progress or you don't have like, you know, your clothes fit better or whatever. <laughs> it's so if you don't write down your spiritual progress, I tend to lose sight of it. And I'm like, well, this is clearly, you know, not that important. So I'll just do it whenever I have time and not like make it a priority. So I've got to do a better job of like, hey, today, when this like fight was happening in front of me or whatever, like someone was having an argument, like I was so chill and I was able to, you know, walk into it with like loving eyes and, and just bring peace to that situation. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things you get from meditation. But, (laughs) but if you, uh, if you don't prioritize it, then um, yeah, it's gotta be a daily thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I love, I have a big window in my room and I will just clear the floor and I will sit in front of that window and I'll close the door. And a lot of times I'll crack it. Like right now it's raining outside and I have the door cracked because I like to be able to hear yeah. what's going on. Cause I'm, I'm in, um, I'm in the green belt. So I feel very connected to the nature of Austin right now, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> and it's just trees. It's just like trees out. Every window is just trees, even though I'm in an apartment. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. There's a complex is like gorgeous. So I've got the door cracked and I'll just, uh, you can hear like the birds and the squirrels are constantly on the porch and like all of that just nature stuff that reminds you that everything is still going on as it should be. Like life is still cycling, mm-hmm. everything is fine. And so I'll just, I'll crack the door and I'll be able to hear hear what the weather's doing and I'll just sit there in stillness. And sometimes I'm such a thinker that sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm just gonna think for a few minutes before I like try to meditate. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, you know, whatever it is that's bothering me, I'll think about it, I'll pray about it. I'll, I'll chase down the little thought rabbit trails, you know, like, how can I like go down this rabbit trail such that I don't have to do it again? Like, how can I get to the end of this rabbit trail? Be like, oh, okay. I don't need to worry about this because of one, two, three. So now I don't have to go down this rabbit trail again. Right. And I might do that a little bit before I actually sit still and try to like focus on my breathing. And sometimes I'll use mantras just to kind of keep something, um, keep something in my head so that other things don't get in. But usually the best thing for me is to actually count while I'm breathing. So mm-hmm. I'll count out and I'll count in. And that kind of helps me not get too waylaid with other thoughts. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very effective, I think, because I, I I struggle with that a lot of just like thinking. And I've heard different um, methods of like, just label your thoughts, like label what your mind is doing. So if you're thinking, just like say thinking and like, let it pass that kind of thing. <laughs> or if you're feeling like a certain emotion, just be like feeling. Um, but I do that. I'm like feeling, 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 feeling. and just like repeating it. So it kind of becomes a mantra, but it's not necessarily like very, like, there's not a lot of intent to it. So I'm still. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm still. Developing. Oh my goodness. 
I don't know if you're into the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram five. So if I were going to label what my head was doing, it'd be like thinking, researching, analyzing, thinking, thinking, deep thinking. <laughs> that would be, oh man. Yeah. I have to take a break from that. You know, you got to meditate and just take a break from, from that. Even though it's your power, even though it's your strength, you know, you got to like give it a rest. Stop thinking for a sec. Stop feeling for a sec. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just breathe. And I found, I, I didn't really think about a lot of the, the long-term effects from, from meditating and stuff. And I've been trying to do so many things that are like centering that I don't know if it's like a direct effect of just the meditation, but there's, there are times where I'm like, I would have reacted so differently to this situation mm. than I like am reacting right now and a lot of like one time I lost my phone in Central Park which is a whole nother story (gasps) I dropped my phone and I like reached in my pockets and I was like I felt the anxiety coming up and I was like you know what just gonna take some deep breaths and walk home and just pray and like just you know what if anything it's just you know somebody has a phone now that didn't have a phone before um And I was like, it was, con- it was like this constant back and forth, like conversation in my head of like, oh my God, but what if and I was like, no, it's, it's, it's chill, like relax. So it's still like wow. having to kind of combat, I, there's still like an inner dialogue, oh, yeah. like inner conversation, but it's, I sound like a, like different personalities, but um, yeah, but it, it's def- definitely helping me like remain calm in moments of stress and anxiety and stuff, which is definitely helpful with the state of the world right now um, oh, yeah. and being able to turn inwards and like take little pieces of your life that you can control, like meditating and, you know, doing little self-care practices that help with everything else and help you just go about your day. And I think that yeah. having a connection with like spirit and music and stuff is a great way to like do that and to facilitate that feeling of being connected to yourself and not having to be so anxious about everything else in the world, even though like you still are anxious, but being able to, to handle it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. That is really, it's really powerful. I've been thinking a lot about anxiety lately <laughs> um, and stress. Yeah. And, stuff. and I, I was, I don't know, I guess I'd like to ask you, cause I know you do a lot. Um, not only are you a mother <laughs> and like you have your like a business with like clients and a team and stuff. And you're like a businesswoman, and you're also writing an entire album and stuff. So like, how do you find ways to balance all of that? Cause it's, mm. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Like a wife, like <laughs> daughter. Yeah, girl. Like, I baked so much these holidays just to like, <laughs> you know, add on top of that. I think one of the things that balances because I love all the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, I just, I mean, it, it is crazy to me. You and me are crazy to me because we have these degrees and like those STEM courses, you know, like those STEM programs and they give us so much joy. And then we also are just as passionate about what is seemingly the opposite kind of thing, the, mm-hmm. the arts, the music, the the mosaic, the fashion, the makeup, whatever, like these things that are beautiful Mm -hmm. and 
and also these things with numbers and crunching and research. And I just, I love that. I think that's one of the things that's always connected us. And so I, I do, I have a master's degree in accounting and I love my job. <laughs> I love my job. I, I spend most of my day like uh, reviewing balance sheets and, and profit and loss statements and like analyzing the numbers and, you know, questioning things and reorganizing and, and then uh, if I'm lucky, the rest of my day, I get to teach how to do that to my team. That's like, that's like my dream job. I love, I love the numbers. Um, and I equally as much love the music. Like it just, I just couldn't, I couldn't live without it. And I've, I've got an instrument in every room. Like it's becoming such a, such a problem. Um, <laughs> this year I bought like a cheap old guitar from Amazon mm-hmm. at bright pink, bright pink, six string, just the crappiest guitar you could possibly buy. And I got it so that I could take a guitar with me when I go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And like when I go to the mountains or like when I go hiking, cause like, I don't care if something happens to this, but then I still have music at my fingertips. And I just, it was my best idea ever. Like I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. I have like videos of me on the beach with this guitar. And I'm like this, yes, music everywhere. This is my dream. So I think, how do you balance, how do you balance being so passionately interested in all of these different things? And they take time, you know, it takes time to bake with your six-year-old daughter. You know, that's not like a quick process (laughs) and exercise and being present and not worrying that the floor is a mess, you know? (laughs) And I think um, the daily things, the prayer, the meditation, the moments of just sipping water quietly you know just like taking a moment and I think also um I try to be as passionately interested in fun Mm. and that's one of the ways that I like balance things out because as much as I love my job I am not interested in living the accountant lifestyle of like 50 and 60 hour work like no no Mm -hmm. I I don't want it because I want to also have fun so Mm -hmm. I want to work like 35 hours a week so I can pick up my daughter from school every day. And when I pick her up, I'm done. Like that's, that's my dream life because then I want to have fun with her. Mm-hmm. She's only going to be six one year. And then, you know, and then seven, who knows what seven's going to be. Yeah. Six is like princesses and dolls and dinosaurs. Like I'm like so thrilled with this, this season. I don't want to miss it. So I think that like passion of fun is, it really helps me to not go off kilter too much in one direction or the other and it also means like the weekends I don't work on the weekends because not that I wouldn't like if my team needed me I'd I'd totally be there like if they need something for me you know I'm I'm there for them but I don't schedule time to work on the weekends because I want to go hiking or I want to play music or I want to I want to bake something I've never made before I made a pecan cheesecake it was like so hard (laughs) (laughs) that sounds very difficult it was so difficult, but that's, that's one of the things that's important to me is, is having fun and naps are like my favorite hobby. And so if I have time for that, it's going to keep everything else balanced too. That's amazing. And very like yeah. motivational and inspirational that it's like, it's possible. <laughs> like as as you're finding meaning in what you're doing and you enjoy it. And mm. I do. And I also love the fact that both of us are Pisces. And I was like, I mean, I know you mentioned like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. which I haven't taken that like if it's a test or like I haven't figured out what my number is but okay. I've done um I've done a few other ones like like your Myers-Briggs and stuff and, mm-hmm. and one like HBDI um that I've been talking to 
someone about and they're like, oh, you're this, this, and this, like all these different colors. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But I see like astrological signs as a very similar way of like um, self-assessment and like kind Mm. of seeing how you relate to or don't relate to like those different, I guess, identities. But I was wondering if like, how much do you, I guess, resonate with like the Pisces um, archetype and stuff and like, have you, yeah, have you looked into that? Yeah. I love, I love personality tests and like archetypes and stuff because Mm -hmm. it makes you take a look at yourself. Like it makes you think, okay, do I do this? Do I not do this? And then it helps you cultivate. You can, you can identify the good things and you can cultivate those good things. And then you can like separate the good from that. Hey, that's not very healthy for me. So I need to, you know, I need to be more aware of when that's happening and try to come up with ways to not do that anymore. So I love it. I, I swear by the Enneagram, like I've read books on it. I've listened to like a hundred hours of podcasts. <laughs> it's such a problem. Um, I talk to everyone about the Enneagram because I'm just so curious. And I, it's such a beautiful way for me to describe my family dynamics because I'm very close to my siblings. I'm very close to my mom. And it, it's really helpful to be like, oh, this is a tendency that I see in her, that I see in him. And that's what could bring them together mm-hmm. or those two opposite tendencies, that's where they clash. So if they can just be aware that one looks at it this way and the other looks at it that way, then they can, they can have communication and it, it not be a problem. So mm-hmm. it's been like such a phenomenal tool. I don't know as much about like astrological signs, but I have um, one of my, one of my girlfriends is like really into astrological signs and she watches the moons and the, I don't know, and things are in retrograde and I'm not sure, but, but it's a, I, when she talks about astrological signs, it, it just feels like that archetyping. It feels like she's just talking about people's tendencies and their, their behavior and their nature and like how they interact. And it explains some of the, <laughs> some of the clashes mm-hmm. and some of the um, harmony that happens between people. So I, I actually, I, um, I tried to find some Pisces artwork on Pinterest the other day because mm-hmm. I was making my 2021 vision boards and I was like, you know, I've got like this vibe, this like, you know, I'm like very, I'm kind of like, a, I'm pretty straight laced, like as far as, I mean, like as far as my friends go, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of like the straight laced one. I'm kind of like, you know, like the, not the prude, but like almost like, you know, they don't have <laughs> as much fun when I'm there. Because I just like, you know, like I get up early in the mornings. I don't drink coffee after two. Like I have like all these <laughs> rules and stuff that just keep me healthy. And yeah. and they they don't. They're like younger and more wild and stuff. But um, oh man, where in the world was I going with that? Pisces vision board. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm pretty straight laced like in my friend group, mm-hmm. but I do have this weird like mystical side of me just like I love things that are that sparkle and shine and I like the stars I don't know what they mean or if they have meaning but I love the stars I want to paint them all over my house when I have a house one day and like oh I just I love that feeling of just the the space of I don't know like it's a total aesthetic on Pinterest you know what I'm talking yeah. about and it's like oh, yeah. purple and gold and mm-hmm. blue and like Silver. dreamy this whole like dreamy thing yes iridescent like oh man that's so that's so luxe to me so I was looking for artwork and um I actually liked the artwork of this other sign I don't remember which one 
So I was like, well, okay, let's see if this astrological thing is real or not. You know, like what? I don't know. Like, I don't believe in this stuff. So I like took the quiz and it was like, which of these images resonate with you the most? And I was like, I'm definitely not getting Pisces on this one. Cause I think that's pretty. And I think that's pretty. And I like that better. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you're a Pisces queen. And I was like, Dang it. Oh, it's like really dumb. I never take those quizzes, but I was just, oh man, it was so fun. I was like, fine, fine, fine. Pisces is my vibe. I get it. Fine. <laughs> I give in. <laughs> You're right. That's awesome. I want to do, I want to do a vision board this year, like a physical one, but I, I don't know. I still haven't. I've never done one like ever. So never? I'll, I'll have to ask <gasps> you for some advice. Oh girl, I bet you I have YouTube videos on it too. You probably do. On my channel, probably. Yeah. I did I did one this year. Um, it's actually it's like I did eight pages of don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> I did one, let's see, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, no, I did eight pages of a vision board in my bullet journal this year. And it's Amazing. like here, here's some of my Pisces artwork. Oh, it's like beautiful. my vibe for 2021. Yeah. It's a little witchy, a little mystical. Love yeah. It. Little, Beautiful. A little, uh, yeah. It's I don't fun, know if it's just because we went to like Red Fair so many times when we were younger or like when we would like dress up. And I remember like there was like a play that we like tried to, I forgot who wrote it, but there was like a play, like somebody wrote a play and we like went out to the woods oh, like, near your house. Oh, you're talking about my screenplay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was like, uh, I, was, I had like superpowers or something. And like, I was like trying to fly and like fell in water or something. <laughs> it was like, I think oh, I slipped. Oh my goodness. Do you remember that? I can't believe you remember this. <laughs> oh, I wrote a screenplay and every single person in school was a character. And I don't even remember the story, but like, I very distinctly remember some of the emotions. Like I was mm-hmm. like this scene, that scene, like I know how this is going to go. I had no idea what camera, like we went out to the green belt behind my childhood home and like dress up clothes so that we could film this screenplay. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. I think I only had like three chapters of it done. It wasn't yeah. a full screenplay yet. And I think we recorded like one day and then we were <laughs> we were done with that project and we moved on to the next idea. It was so much fun. I think I was like, after that day, I was like, I want to be an actress. <laughs> yes. There's still a part of me that does. And I'm like, I'm in New York now. I might as well pursue my dreams. Might as well. That's but, right. Yeah. You I started in the green belt. You remind me like, of a pixie or some kind of fairy like I think you just give me like fairy vibes and I I I completely (laughs) agree with like the mystical aspect and everything and I think yeah you just and I don't know if it's because I've seen you dressed up as a fairy before or if it's just because right (laughs) I definitely see that (laughs) uh thank you you made my day uh Mm -hmm. man I love that yeah, there's like, I don't know, it's just, it's so much, it's just fun to, I don't know, there's a part of my, maybe it is part of my childhood that I just call back to every once in a while, of like, let's not be an adult today, let's, yeah. let's look at fantasy artwork, and, you know, let's just imagine what I would wear as a fairy, you know, yeah. I don't know. And does having, having a six-year-old help you with that a lot, like, being oh my goodness, yes, connect. she is so, so into what she wears. Um, in fact, if I wear something that she doesn't like, she'll be like, mom, I don't really like your technique here. 
she'll be like, she'll be like, mom, what if you wore a dress today? Because everything has to be like fantastic. Everything yeah. has to be like regal. And, you know, <laughs> it's got to have that drama flair to it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, God gave me me. <laughs> like, he really did. Like this six-year-old man is like a little tiny me running around. It reminds me though, it reminds me to be a child. Yeah. So, so during COVID, we, um, the theaters have all been closed. Well, it's my husband's favorite thing is to go to the movie theaters when a new movie comes out. And I hate the movie theaters because they're cold and I hate popcorn. I hate the smell of popcorn. <laughs> they're loud, like whatever. So it's like my dream year. And it was like his nightmare year, you know? So anyways, uh, there's a theater here in town that did this thing where you could rent out a room. So we rented a room to watch the original Jurassic Park movie. Like, I don't know when it came out, like 1980 something oh or 1990 something. And we were like, no, okay, if we're going to rent the theater, we are going gala. Like we are going black tie event. And we did, and our, like our family and our friends showed up and they were like dressed to the nines. There was fur, there was tiaras. There was sparkles. Pretty sure someone wore a tuxedo. Like it was so fanciful. It was amazing. I went to the thrift store and I bought this huge, I swear to you, it was a quinceanera dress. Like it was <laughs> so, like it had its own orbit and mm -hmm. I had to wear a hoop skirt underneath it. It was so, so fun. Everyone had a blast. And I was like, this is what happens when you remember to be a child. Yeah. You know, like this is what these beautiful memories or what happened when you just loosen up a little bit and you're like, hey, we're all going to dress up ridiculously. I got a, like a mask that just had sequins on it. Just like, <laughs> it's like fake jewels from one ear to the other ear. I wear it all the time. I get so many compliments on that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I love yeah. that you've, you've found so many ways to like, like you said, like this is like your dream year. Like, yeah. I think it <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing when you're able to look at the bright side and like find the positive things mm. that you can take from having more time like alone or being yeah. able to do fun stuff like that. And like amidst everything going on, you can still enjoy the little things. And yeah, that's really yeah. beautiful. You're such an yeah. inspiration to me. Aww. I just like, I had this like overwhelming sense of like, I wish I just lived in Austin with Abby and Rachel oh. and Mandy and stuff. And I was just yes. like, I wish I just lived with you guys. <laughs> Oh, we Wait, jam all the time. <laughs> I definitely like see myself. I've always seen myself like ending up in Austin eventually someday. So yeah, fingers crossed. I think after New York, if it gets too cold, I'll just be like, bye. <laughs> Going back to Texas. <laughs> well, you're always welcome in Austin. It's uh, it's got a great vibe, you know. I I I didn't appreciate it growing up, but mm. leaving and going to college elsewhere and getting my master's in a in a totally other place, and then mm. it's like, man, none of these cities have that. There's just that vibe. Austin's yeah. got that vibe. So and the mm -hmm. trees. Mm -hmm. You lived in <laughs> yeah. Dallas for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got my master's degree um in Arlington, UT of Arlington, right in between Dallas and Fort Worth. So. Mm. We did a couple of downtown Fort Worth days and downtown Dallas days. And they're cool cities. Like they're really mm. cool. But I just, I couldn't see myself ending up in either one of them. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I will hopefully see you today. If that's yes. Available. So I'll be in Austin. So I'm really excited about that. Yay. I'll bring my guitar and maybe we can jam in the park. 
something. Awesome. Um, it is raining here. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll definitely, definitely jam. And oh, have I shown you Leo, my 12 string? No, you have not. I bought her in quarantine. So I got her in like March this year. Mm -hmm. And okay, I'll show you today. But she's what I'm playing on my album. And she's oh. just like, She's gorgeous. It's a 12 string guitar. Everybody needs a 12 string guitar. Yes. <laughs> someday, someday <laughs> I will get one. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for yeah. taking the time out of your day to just talk with me and chat and reflect yeah. on the powers of music and living organically yes. and embracing your inner child and yeah, <laughs> your imagination. Thank you. This was awesome. And I love your podcast. I love that you're such a creator. Like you're in school and you're like, yeah, you just like create things while you're doing stuff. I just, I love that. I, we're just kindred souls. We are. <laughs> and I really appreciate our journey. I just really appreciate our friendship and how long it's just over the years, you know, we just always come back. So yeah, this meant a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was truly a blessing to sit down with this amazing human being and pick her brain a little bit about how she views the world. And I just learned so much about her and her own background that I didn't know before. And um, it was just really awesome to, to be able to hear about how she embraces her inner child and is able to balance such a, you know, demanding life and because she's so passionate about so many things and it gives me hope and inspiration and she's just so incredible and I could rave about her all day so thank you again for listening and make sure that you go check her out and um, check out her new album that's coming out it's really going to be amazing her Instagram is full of little samples of her music that is just absolutely beautiful so be sure to not miss out and if you want to link to her launch party hit either of us up and we can hook it up so again thank you so much for listening to this episode it really means the world to me i know it's a small community and i'm not super consistent yet i just got new recording equipment so i'm really excited about that but i really do see amazing things for this podcast and um, I'm so excited to bring the authentic truths of my friends and people who inspire me to all of you. And if, if just one person is inspired by something we said on this episode, that is my goal. And that's why I'm here. So thank you again for listening. And I hope you are all having a wonderful day, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing. Um, thank you. And I value you. You are amazing. And I appreciate you so much. So I love you all. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.